What's up, everyone? Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, episode 172. We are the kick-ass, irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. I am Chad Michaelinis, one of your hosts. We've got our normal, regular, average co-host, Holden DePardo. How are you, Holden? Hi. Normal, regular, and average in, in the sense that like you are more often than not the co-host on this podcast as well. Oh, I see. Like, ha- on, on average, I am a host on this podcast. Correct. Correct. With us, Fair we've enough. got the amazing, <laughs> brand new, unique, incredible Adam Gumby. How are you, Adam? Hey, what's going on? I am not <laughs> upset about my nickname at all. <laughs> <laughs> you are awesome and incredible and all the other things I said about you because you don't normally co-host this podcast with us, but it's not like you haven't been on before. Um, you've done some cool new things since the last time we've had you on, and I would love for you to tell the people about like who you are, what your favorite um, cartoon is, and uh, a little bit about what you do. All right, well, I'm Adam. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Adam Gumby. Favorite cartoon, I'm just going to say Rugrats because we were talking about it before the show started, even though it's Excellent not my answer. favorite. Dill Pickles, dumb name for a kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've agreed on that. Uh, but no, yeah, recently, I've been on the show a couple times before, but recently I started a Xbox-centric show, uh, Xbox Quest. You can check that out on Twitter, all your podcast services. Um, me and my co-host Jake, we just talk Xbox news every week, and then we review a Game Pass game every week. We call it Game Pass Weekly. Ooh. Oh, that's like, cool. Hey, here's something different, and there's all these great games, and I think we've liked two of the games we've played so far. So it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also have uh, East Coast Games, which is the thing, uh, another gaming podcast, which I've talked about before. And then Isle of Misfit Rolls, which is the D&D podcast. So three podcasts. I've come on, I believe, three times. So I've been able to promote something every time there I've come you on. Go. How do, uh, Misfit Rolls, is that is that relatively new as well? Why do they not know that? Uh, that one is new. There's 30 episodes, but I did put out six at one time. So it's only okay. been going for a couple months. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Awesome. That's really exciting. And the Xbox Game Pass, like, I, I feel like that's a really awesome... There's so many games out there on Game Pass to play. That's, like, a really awesome content there. A really awesome yeah, content. I was, Look at me yeah, I was like, yeah, we got to separate ourselves and be a little bit different. And I was like, hey, let's try this. And like I said, it's been a journey playing those games every week. I think one of the first ones was Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, boy. What? <laughs> How do you review that in a week? I, my, my co-host actually played... All but the last two levels of that game in a week. Oh my god, that's insane! I played. We it took I us a month. Kingdom Hearts <laughs> to one. beat the first one. Yeah, I, it well, you beat it. I did. For Kingdom Hearts one, well, it, was it was two months. Two it was months, a two month right. one, and I wanted. I, I hated it. <laughs> I wanted to throw out. <laughs> but I also you played like really forty five hours in like three days, or that's like crazy. Queen five days or whatever. You know. Yeah. Although I kind of did that for Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, anyway, you did. everyone, last you can join us. <laughs> That's right. You can join us on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern. You can put us in your ears with your favorite podcast service. Put us in your eyeballs with your favorite YouTube service. It's <laughs> not how that went, but your I lost my fitness in the paragraph. <laughs> uh, and then, if you want to break the space-time continuum, you can go into the fourth dimension of time and watch us live right now, as we have uh, with Porkchop and Dallas in the chat right now. Saying, let Adam host so Holden can get small with us. (laughs) (laughs) Foreshadowing for, uh, we played Grounded last week for our game night. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit later. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by... Spoiler alert, Chad loved it. it, You don't know that I didn't love it. 
I didn't say well, anything bad about it while we were did. playing. All I did is I told you guys at the end of it that I uninstalled it. <laughs> Today we're brought to you by Affable Idiots, which we'll tell you about a little bit later in the episode. For now, let's jump into our playtime segment. We talk about what we played this week and our experiences with it. Adam, as the guest, I'm going to let you, with your mouth full of water, I'm going to call you out to speak. <laughs> what have you played this week? <laughs> I played a lot this week. I actually did also play Grounded um, with my son. That was a good old time. I really like Grounded. I also only think screen? you can play that game with other people. Uh, no, we yeah. did online. Gotcha. He got his own Xbox, like a big boy. Uh, Aw. Yeah. <laughs> now that game, I, I'm, I, I really enjoyed it. It's very early access, you can tell. It's fun with friends. I would not play that game alone, ever. But I think for early access and for free, good time. Uh, the main thing, though, I don't know why I did this. I've almost completely beat... Far Cry New Dawn in um, a week, so that was the that was the Far Cry Five, like down not like yeah. download that was the Rage but, Two, oh, right, yeah. but better than Rage Two game gotcha. that came out after Far Cry Five. God, you remember Rage uh, Two? Yo, yeah, I, mm-hmm. that's a game. <laughs> um, so that's been a good time. I've just been playing. So what I basically did is I got a big boy PC recently, and I've just been playing like what's an old game that's real cheap on PC and put it at Ultra everything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the game runs real nice and it's real pretty whenever you put it at uh, max stats. So it's been a good time. I've just been that and like I played a little bit of Carrion, which was really good. Ooh, I want to play Carrion. Yeah, I just but learned having it was to on Game Pass. Yeah, I say having to do the Game Pass thing. I just play a new game every week now, um, and it's really good. Carrion was fun. I've actually our game for this week is near Autonoma. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say that word. I know it's real bad. Um, and that's the it that's is a bad game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also agree with that. Uh, so yeah, I'm just playing a, a little hodgepodge of everything, but I, I've been having a good time, man. Enjoying, enjoying life. Nice. I, I did. Uh, we played grounded together as a, as a patron, Patreon community. Why can't I talk this week? Oh my god. Um, I played grounded. I, I. It loved is very it. early loved access. It. He loved it. It is. I did not realize going into it that it was a survival game, and I'm not a fan of survival mm-hmm. games. Um, it was like No Man's Sky, but the opposite, where it's all taking place within like 12 square feet rather than the entire universe. Um, and But I can totally see why people would like it. Like playing it and being like running around with Darby and like, oh my God, there's a spider there. And then you run 12 feet. Oh my God, there's a spider there. And everywhere there's spiders and you just die a lot. I can see why people <laughs> would like this game. <laughs> you should play Ark. Ark? The com- not yeah. combat evolved. That's Halo. Ark Survival. What is the subtitle of that game? I think it's Survival Evolved. Survival Evolved? I don't know. You, you got me messed up. I have no idea now. <laughs> Ark is the same thing, but with dinosaurs. That's I why think I like you're it. right. It's, there's some sort of subtitle, yeah. I really enjoy Grounded. I can't wait to get back into it. I didn't feel like it. Like I kept hearing, like, oh, this is really an early access game. And I kind of thought they meant, like, oh, it crashes a lot and has a lot of problems. I don't really remember running into any glaring technical issues that really there surprised me all the problems of that like nobody could join darby's game darby couldn't join our game matt and darby well, and i were, were all in the game and then it suddenly just kicked everyone out and then once you were in a game though i we didn't really have any problems playing the game when you're in the game it never crashed i mean i can't i, I had problems recall, i got killed by a ladybug i got killed by a lot of spiders <laughs> i had a lot of problems <laughs> i died and all my shit was in a backpack 500 centimeters away yeah the the part that kind of the only kind of I think criticism I have is that it was a lot shorter than I was expecting it to be. I knew it was a preview. I knew it was early access. I expected more content than that. 
Um, but I, I enjoy the game mechanics itself. I think the crafting works really well. I think it's... I mean, we figured it out pretty quickly. And usually crafting games take me a little bit of time to kind of figure out. So that was nice to hear. But that was that was just my experience, at least. And we're going to play more of it tonight, so I'm very much looking forward to that. I was... I, I wouldn't say I was shocked, but I was surprised and happy to see that even after I logged off from game night last week, that the rest of you all, compl- like you, you continued to stay on and had a really great time and apparently played it pretty late into the night, too. I was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. They found something they like. It's great. It's good stuff. Dope. Uh, I also played two other things this week. Destiny 2. Uh, Matt and I have decided that we are going to try out some other classes. We're going we're gonna to flirt with some of the other classes in Destiny 2. Played a little bit of a hunter. Nah, not really a fan. Played the Warlock, though, however, and I am a huge fan of the Warlock. Having a ton of fun with that. We've learned that we are playing nowhere near the meta of that game. Like, the, the mods and all the stuff that you put on your armor and, like, how certain ones will play off of what you have on your weapons. We're not doing any of that shit. And we realize, oh, my God, there's so much more to do. And just as like a little anecdote thing, yesterday we played, and we're like, oh yeah, we'll just jump on a little bit, we're going to do some story content, because we're trying to get through all the story content before uh, a lot of the stuff goes away in November, and we're like, oh, we're just going to jump on, and Dallas is like, I'm going to be a little bit later, so Matt and I were like, yeah, we're just going to fuck around, do some strikes, do whatever, and then we'll get on story content whenever Dallas gets on. And partway through that, I order some Chipotle, and then we're like, let's just do this little thing real quick. I'm not going to... I'll eat my Chipotle after we're done with this little thing. I thought maybe 20 minutes had gone by. Dallas jumps on. Turns out two hours went by. A ice-cold Chipotle. <laughs> Didn't realize. <laughs> and then we looked at the time, and Dallas was like, yeah, y'all have been playing for a long time since 5 EST. And I looked down, and I was like, oh, my God, we've been playing for seven hours. I swear to God, it's felt like two. Uh, yeah, we got lost in that game. Completely, like, time just stopped existing and just fast-forwarded. It was insane. And then finally, I played Ghost of Tsushima. I finally did it. I jumped in, peer pressured to all hell. Uh, and I'm actually excited to play it. I am not very far. I'm sorry, Dallas. I'm only like three hours in. I've, I've got to be the... sorry for. I have to be sorry <laughs> for. You keep going. <laughs> I've gotten to the open world part of it. I've, I've done a couple of fox dens. Uh, I've done a couple of missions. I, contrary to what everyone else is saying. The first hour of the game has been my favorite part of it so far. Like, all of the story and background and setup and, and the combat at the beginning. And then we go to the open world, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is one of the most gorgeous. It is, it is like, literally one of the most gorgeous games I've ever played. Not necessarily from, like, a, a technical visual fidelity kind of thing, but just, like, the art design and the world itself is just beautiful. I've made myself promise that I'm not going to take any photo mode photos, though, or else I'm literally not going to finish the game. <laughs> so I, I have not taken a single photo, and I will just live off of everyone else's photos, and that's how I will sustain myself. Um, but I'm, I don't, I expect it to be more grabbed by this. Like, I, it's not something that I feel compelled to play. It's something that I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, I've got like an hour. What uh, before I want to go to bed? Um, I guess, uh, maybe I'll pop into Ghost. Whereas everyone else, I feel like, is always like. Oh my god, I can't stop thinking about Ghost of Tsushima. I just need to play Ghost of Tsushima right now. I wish I wasn't eating without I could still play Ghost of Tsushima. I wish I wasn't <laughs> sleeping. Uh, so I'm not as grabbed by, by it as everyone else is, but I'm, again, still very early on. Holden, tell us about all the, the ghosts that you played. So I played n- none, none of the ghosts. Mm. Because ghosts. every time you I went to go play Ghost of Tsushima, I was like, you know, I really want to play some more Paper Mario instead. And... 
Yeah, so I didn't play any Ghost of Tsushima. And I think it's because, like, kind of touching on what you just said there, the hype is really high for me. It's extremely high. And I, like, don't... I'm almost, like, afraid to play it at this point. Uh, Adam, it's, it's, like, because it's, like, Sekiro Breath of the Wild, it's basically the combination of my two favorite games ever mm. in one game. And I don't know, that, that's, just, that's a lot of hype. And I really want to like so it. Far, and I don't want to go into it and not enjoy it. So far, I wish yeah. it was so much more Sekiro than it already than it is. Like, okay. I don't find it to be Sekiro at all, pretty much. Other than, like, the icons for your health and your, like, shit in the bottom corner is similar. But I wish okay. it was more Sekiro. I don't know if it gets more Sekiro later in the game, but if you're hoping it is, you yeah. might be disappointed. So I am going to play it. I intend to play it. Dallas, I'm so sorry. I know. Imagine not playing any Ghost of Shima. I know. I'm an asshole. That's all that needs to be said about, about that. But Paper Mario is great. I'm liking that. But it's very much just more of the same. But I just I it still is. love its charm. Um, if, it surprises me kind of the unique areas it's going to as well. I kind of like seeing the new environments. Everything's just so fucking gorgeous. I just kind of like... I think what's keeping going in the game is I just kind of want to keep seeing what they show me. Even though the combat's kind of still the same, roughly. I still kind of want to see the areas that I'm going to. I just... I think the charm is just overwhelming in it, and I kind of keep enjoying that charm the more I play it. Plus, my brother's playing it now, too, so we're kind of talking. I'm kind of helping him out because he doesn't like... He couldn't find the stones to get to um, the first ribbon. You have to get like those... Oh, God, what an ribbon, idiot. The, um, the <laughs> They're so easy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few where I'm like, Henry, you've been to that location before. You told me about the Shy Guys. He's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, I, you show me your switch screen. You know where it was. Go back there, <laughs> um, but he's uh, it's 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 a lot of fun so far. But he's yeah, also like what eight? He's eight. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I've been playing this week. I got nothing what else to say. what world of Paper Mario obviously. are you on? Which streamer? I'm still. I'm. I finished the blue streamer. I'm heading towards the yellow one now. Oh or wow! P- purple, purple, purple. Sorry, purple. Okay. Are all is your was the second streamer about the same length of time as the first streamer? Uh, I don't know because I spend so much time going everywhere to find all the toads and all that that mm-hmm. I don't really know like how they actually match up. But they're probably about the same, roughly. Those, ta- those are toads you- are so funny. They're hilarious, yeah. That's one of the highlights of the game for sure. Uh, is this is that like a reason you don't want to keep playing it? You're already not. No, I just really I, played I haven't played any more since the la- since the very first time that we talked about it. Um, okay, yeah. I'm kind of a little bit of so I'm moving back to North Carolina for a few months while we're all working from home. So I'm kind of saving Paper Mario for like the airplane back and oh, before I unpack move. everything once I get there and maybe. Uh, pack up some of the stuff early so i'm kind of saving my switch stuff for when it can be a little bit more when i don't have access to everything else yeah 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 Yeah, you'll you'll have a good chunk of time i looked online it's like about on average apparently about 27 hours to beat so it's a good chunk that's a good chunk franco (laughs) (laughs) that's what i got though you play you didn't play anything else this week that's it no ghosts that's it no ghosts of tsushima Shut up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Awesome. Hey, Let's move on to... Yeah. Hold on. People in the chat are asking, uh, you're an asshole. Weird. That's not a question. But... <laughs> uh, great. Let's move on to our fetch quests. Open up our fetch 
quest log, starting with Sekiro. Lots of Sekiro yeah. information. Uh, first of all, it has sold five million units. Says Logan Moore at Dual Shockers. That's pretty impressive. I don't know how that compares to the rest of the Dark Souls franchise. Um, is that? Do you? You might know more information about that. Is that good or bad compared to the rest of those? I actually don't know the sales numbers off the top of my head, the exact numbers, so I'm pretty sure it's pretty comparable, but I actually kind of want to look it up now. It, within the same time frame, at least. While. Let's look up... Actually, why don't though? I think Dark Souls sold, like, a two-figure number, like 10 million, like over 10 million. I don't know. It also is, was an established franchise, whereas this is a new IP, which is cool. New, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah pretty much. Look up Demon Souls. That would probably be all. Well, that's PS4 exclusive or PS exclusive. There's um, no, there's no comparison. Five million is good, regardless. It's five good, million yeah, is it's good. Great sales, yeah. <laughs> so most so they're working on not to segue for you. They're working on more stuff for it. They are. It's getting a boss rush mode, new costumes, and a message system in free October update. Says Ian Walker at Kotaku. I have not. Uh, actually read this article because I don't care much more about Sekiro anymore. Like, I, I've had my time with Sekiro. Knew anything is not really going to entice me to go back. But Holden, what is this boss rush mode? Yeah, so basically, when you play the game, I don't, they, they didn't talk exactly how it's implemented, but when you play the game and you beat a boss, you get a memory for that boss. That's what you use that memory to increase, increase your attack power. I'm assuming once you've collected that memory, then you're able to go back, maybe probably at... The, um, the shrines and play them again. That's my assumption, but you can play them um, in, a sequen- like in a series, uh, bosses at a time if you want to, or just one at a time. I am massively pumped for that. If anyone wonders why I played the game six times in a row, it's literally just to play the bosses again, because the boss battles are incredible. So, this just basically guaranteed that I will always have Sekiro on my PS4 or PS5 when I get that. <laughs> Because I will, I'll, I would love just to go back and play the bosses again. They're so much fun to fight. Um, the other stuff I'm not as interested in. The new costumes, I don't really care. I, I like his costume in the game. And then the message system is isn't like Dark Souls where you leave like a note on the ground. It actually leaves like you know how like you see someone die in D- Dark Souls, like, yeah. like the last ten seconds of them dying. It's yeah. basically like that, but anything you want to show everyone else so if you want to show like oh if you jump up here and then off that you can find the secret area like it's just to kind of like help people see through visualization how to navigate or some new technique you might not have i don't think i'm going to use that too much but boss rush totally into adam are you a sekiro guy no i've always meant to pick it up i never actually have uh Yeah, it's like, hey, cool ninja game. I just really don't like uh, Souls games overall. I've tried multiple times. Um, I'm willing... That one interests me a little more because of the setting and the movability. Because my main thing with Dark Souls games are so slow. But this one with the little grappling hook and everything looks good. And with all this yeah. extra content, I mean, if I could pick that game up for 20 bucks somewhere, I'll do it. Also, Might be one of those new cheap games you can get and max out the settings on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. God, I didn't think about it on PC. I'm sure it's cheap on PC. Also, uh, the Souls... Um, franchise has sold 27 million copies as of may 2020 so 5 million from this game specifically seems about probably on par with yeah yeah some of those other games it's not too bad pretty good also so if mobility was the big thing in dark souls definitely try out sekiro it is significantly faster than than dark souls okay because rolling behind a skeleton a hundred times is not my idea of fun um (laughs) it's just me though dodging bad move in this game (laughs) don't do it Oh, uh, this one's all counters, you will die. that's right. Yeah, you, you will die. 
Uh, another Xbox Game Pass game tops the Steam chart, says Austin Goslin. I, I swear to God, in the middle of that sentence, I just, like, I had a stroke, and my mind said, what are words? From Polygon, Grounded's <laughs> preview, outperform, outperform Destroy All Humans and Other Side, the only other big games released this week on Steam, and it also hit a million players within two days. This is another great example. Like, I don't know why or how or the science behind it, but Game Pass seems to promote games on other platforms and help make money even though it's free. I don't get it. <laughs> you know what? I remember I listened to an interview from, um, is it Night School? The the After Party and the, um, what's that other game with the radio frequencies? They said that. They're the, like, once we, yeah. uh, what, what's that game with radio frequencies? It's It has like a, a triangle is like the main. Yeah. I, and I can't. I can. Not, I played the yeah, whole game. The I deal. loved it. <laughs> it's a. Is it the music for the game? Oxen free. It's oxen free. Oxen free. Oh, that's that one. it. Yes. Okay. I was thinking. I was thinking Ollie triangle, and I went to something else completely. Yeah, I was yeah. About just shapes and beasts. Like, are you triangle in that game? Or are you avoiding the triangles? No, no, no. Not even on the um, same genre of game. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but they had an interview, and they said specifically, yeah, whenever we put our game on Game Pass, I think they're talking about oxen free specifically. For like every console, shot up in sales. Every console, like even the console that had Game Pass, it shot up in sales. Yeah. So I, it's I guess that's how it works. I don't know. I guess people stream it, or people are like, as for me, I've played probably two or three Game Pass games where it's like I liked it so much I bought it as well. So I don't know what it is, but yeah, you're right. A bunch of Game Pass games do big numbers sales wise, which I don't know. It's got to be word of mouth. But you also said that it's people who have Game Pass also. They have increased sales from them as well, or consoles that have Game Game Pass. Well, Xbox. yeah, they said right. every console. So, like, not assuming everyone on Xbox has Game Pass, but they're like yeah. also on game, on Xbox specifically. Your sales went up on that console, as well as Switch and PC and everywhere. So, I wonder if there's an element of like people like that game enough that they know that they will go back to it later on at some point, and they don't know if it's going to be on Game Pass again. Kind of like how things leave Netflix. Yeah. Like part of the perks I of mean, Game Pass too is that if you're a subscriber, you get discounts on the games that are on Game Pass. So if yeah. you want, it, if you're like, I do like this game, I will pick it up. You don't, you don't have to pay full price for it. Hmm. Uh, speaking of Game Pass being great and the Xbox Game with Gold hopefully getting replaced by it, uh, Xbox Game with Gold for August revealed says Jordan Alleman at IGN four, in my opinion, complete stinkers. Mostly because I don't know three of them, and one of them I'm just like. Is, is a is a middle of the road game. Portal Knights for Xbox One is games with gold. Override Mech City Brawl on Xbox One, MX Unleashed on Xbox One and Xbox 360, and Red Faction Two comes to Xbox One and Xbox 360. It's like it's like this is the fourth month in a row of just complete like bargain bin games you would find at a Walmart. Yeah, so I think they're just like get Game Pass instead. Exactly. I think that's what they're trying to do is be like, this is not a value for you anymore. Game Pass is a value. Please go to that instead. So, I heard a rumor, and I actually want to turn this rumor into Summer Games Bet Fest if you want to get that loaded up, Chad. <gasps> oh! So, oh, actually, Adam, I'd not let you know about this. So, we do a new bet every single week, and at the end of the summer, we're going to tally everything up, and there's going to be a, a winner of, of the bets. Chad is far and away. It is winner. now time for far Summer away. Games Bet Fest. Bet. Bet. That's right. It's Summer Games Bet Fest, where we take bets on summer's best game fest. Summer, summer game fest. Summer, summer of gaming. The rest are best for bets. Bet. Bet. Oof. So the rumor is is that 
basically Microsoft's going to get rid of Xbox Live. You don't have to pay for online services through Xbox anymore. And that Game Pass is going to be the subscription that they have. Now, do you think this is something that they would announce in their next-gen run-up? Like, if the next thing, like, Xbox is this price, and it's going to be, like, no more Xbox Live, you don't have to pay for it. Because they want to have the cross-gen kind of ecosystem with PC, that might make sense. It's kind of the, the theory. How do we all feel about that? Hmm. I'm not part of the bet, but here's what I'm thinking is going to happen, right? I'm assuming it'll be in August whenever everyone's doing their prices and pre-orders or whatever. I'm, this is what I'm thinking, right? Uh, you say, no more need for Xbox Live Gold. Mm-hmm. Get everything get through Game Pass or get Game Pass Ultimate. Since they're adding xCloud, that is the replacement for paying for your Xbox Live Gold. It's like, here's this other service to offset what you're losing. And now it's X because xCloud is going to be included with Game Pass Ultimate. And right, right now, yeah. Gold is part of your Game Pass Ultimate and your PC. So it's like getting rid of one, but here's the other one. I think it makes sense. They're like, forget it. You can play for free, but we all know they're they're trying to sell game, but they're trying to sell the service. So it makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Yeah, I feel like it's such it's a it's a rarity right now. I think at least in in public opinion and and everything I see on Twitter and stuff like that, that someone has Xbox Gold and not Xbox Game Pass. Especially because they have the the one dollar upgrade thing, and I, as far as I know, that's still going on. Where you can upgrade your gold to Game Pass Ultimate for one dollar. So if you have three years of gold, it's now three years of Game Pass Ultimate instead. Um, so I don't I don't know if there's anybody out there who just still has gold, um, which would make that yeah kind of irrelevant then if if they if that ends up going away. I don't know. I hadn't considered that that going away. That would certainly be a good like consumer-friendly FU to PlayStation for next-gen as well, if you still have to play for PS Plus. That's kind of what I'm where my head's at, is if they're trying to create this ecosystem where PC and Xbox are kind of lined up and they're selling Halo on both, and Halo's you know, Infinite, we'll talk about this later, uh, multiplayer is going to be free-to-play, and it, they they want to draw in as many places, uh, many people as possible. Uh, Phil Spencer's kind of whole thing is breaking down barriers to games. Games are moving uh, towards much uh, greater focus on multiplayer than ever before, and I kind of just feel like it makes sense. They make so much money from Azure and selling their servers um, stuff to like Sony, for example, that Sony's like basically subsidizing um, not having to maybe need Xbox Live Gold, which is kind of funny. Um, I-, I think it makes sense as well, and I-, I totally agree with you, Chad, that it's going to be a great like f you to Sony. In the lead up, it's going to be kind of one of those like hand, like uh, this is how you share a game and they hand the box back and forth. Like, it's, it could be kind of one of those moments, depending on how they they present it. Um, I'm I'm kind of I think this could happen as well. I'm surprised that like if this is something that they're looking to do specifically for next gen, that they haven't mentioned it yet. Yeah, like, I feel like the opportunity has been there several times for them to talk about services and how they're bundled and tied into Xbox Series X and whatever their strategy is and they haven't brought it up. That's the only thing that gives me pause about it. That's a good point. Um a reason that they could have not been talking about it is because they want it to be a big bombshell. Cuz if they announced it, you know, 7 months ago, 
then Sony has an opportunity to also stop PS Plus before the launch of the consoles. But if they drop this in August, is Sony really going to suddenly, in a you know few month period, be like, oh yeah, and we're not going to sell this service that we've been relying on heavily, and don't have as many people coming to PlayStation now? I think it could be a really uh, a really good move for that reason. But we don't know yet. We have no idea. So right, since we're all in agreement, then? then what's the bet? The bet is: Are they doing it? or Are they not doing it? And if it's announced, you know, within the, we're ending this what September thirtieth, ending this. Yes, yes. Why yeah. would I so remember like, that basically... off the top of my head? We talked about it one time thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're ending it. Well, yes, we're ending it September thirtieth. Then, since we're uncertain, that's the time. Okay. Um, between now and then, because also one of my has to end that time because um, Avengers goes till, or. A bet for Avengers Metacritic goes to gotcha. September 30th. So we'd have to go towards that time frame anyway. Um, so yeah. Between now and September 30th, will, will this happen? I'm going to say... I'm going to say yes. I'm still on the edge, but I'm going to I lean more towards yes than no. Just because I have to have a better score than you, and the only way I can get a much better score is to go the opposite and win, is I'm going to say no. <laughs> You're so far ahead, you would actually negate anything i win if you agreed with me and negate any loss so you actually should just agree with me <laughs> you're so far ahead at this point adam you are very much now a part of this what is your what is your bet oh yeah it's gonna happen it's gonna happen all right i think i mean give me an extra point but don't negate a point if i get it wrong i think that <laughs> august the, <laughs> the august um event that's gonna reveal price and lockhart and you know xyz i think that's one that where they'll do it specifically but I'll also yeah. say before September 30th. So give me double points. Done. <laughs> Moving on. Contrary to Xbox Games of Gold, we have the PlayStation Plus August 2020 lineup, and it includes Fall Guys, says Jenny Leda at Silicon Era. It also includes Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered. Um, that's a glorious month for PlayStation Plus owners, and one of a chain of several glorious months that have happened in the past <laughs> few months. I am so excited for Fall Guys. I've seen a bunch of people on Twitter and influencers and YouTubers playing it and streamers. And uh, when that becomes free this week, we're going to make it our Game Pass. Or not Game Pass game. Game Night Game. Thursday. If you're a patron. Patreon.com slash fire. We're all playing Fall Guys together on Thursday night. Um, moving on to another PlayStation-related piece of news. If you own a PSP, you might want to make sure your battery isn't expanding. Says Chris Carter at Destructoid. Making the rounds a lot is uh, a lot of pictures of people with their PSPs, like the battery door starting to pop open and just like really puffy expanded batteries, even though they're just sitting in a drawer somewhere. Uh, do you guys still have a PSP anywhere? No, not a P. I have a Vita, not a PSP. It's not 2011, so no. <laughs> <laughs> True story. I am uh, about to get a PSP Go again, <laughs> just literally just to, <laughs> to, for display sake. Um, that's hilarious yeah so I mean, isn't it no isn't it common for i'm assuming it's a lithium isn't it common for like old batteries to expand so yeah exactly. that's just exactly yeah. what happens at the end of a life cycle for a lithium-ion battery so yeah, yeah. They're designed it, it happens to, to anything this. not psps yeah but yeah right now psp happens to be making the rounds yeah that's why i want to put this here like any old device you have leaving a drawer check it because <laughs> even your duracell yeah. batteries will start to leak these will expand so that they don't leak which is much better than battery acid leaking so it, it might be scary to see it leaking or uh, expanding but it's it's designed to do that it's 
It's perfectly normal. Everybody poops. Yep. It's perfectly normal. <laughs> Even batteries poop. They just have a diaper Even to keep it inside. <laughs> uh, we have a series of Netflix-related fetch quests coming up next. One is that Netflix Beyond Good and Evil film has been announced, says Wesley Yin Pool at Eurogamer. The director of Detect- Detective Pikachu, Rob Letterman, is apparently going to helm the project. Adam, are, I know Holden's not, but are you a Beyond Good and Evil person? I played the first game back when it was out. I enjoyed it. I I completely forgot it existed, and people were like, what about two? And I'm like, wait, what game are you? Oh, yeah, I did play the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember like, watching someone play it a long time ago when it first came out. I was like, oh, there's a pig person. That's all I remember yep. about that game. And now people Jade. are like, there's two. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little I'm bit... I'm excited. Good. Uh, uh, kind of about all of these three that we're going to talk about. I'm a little bit... Like, my mind is saying, work on these games. Why are you making Netflix series out of these things if you're not actually going to make the games yet? Like, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is in stasis. Splinter Cell's the next mm-hmm. one we're talking about. Like, make a Splinter Cell game. Why are you making all these Netflix shit about it? Uh, <laughs> th- it does It does bode well that, like, the Detective Pikachu person is is leading the project because that was a, that was a great movie. Very good movie. It's uh, the best got, video game movie, in my opinion. It was good. I have a bet for you. The Summer Bet... Fest games, uh, games fest bet bet bedtime. Bet. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the chances that the Netflix thing comes out before the actual game? Hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's like a ninety-nine to one, I believe. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. Even with the COVID delaying yeah. filming and all that kind of shit, it's still going to come out hundred percent before the game does. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Absolutely. I just spoiled this one, but Netflix is reportedly working on an animated Splinter Cell series, says Matt Wales at Eurogamer. Uh, John Wick writer writer Derek Kolstad is apparently on board as well. Again, like people want a Splinter Cell game. Why are you making a Splinter Cell cartoon? Let me tell you why. Let's fucking go. Splinter Cell, greatest series of all time. Let's get shows. Let's get movies. I I don't care. This is also a game that I bought for the big boy PC, uh, Blacklist, because I was like, hey... I like these games so much. I'm like, hey, this game came out in 2012. Where's the new one? Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm with you. I'd rather have a game, but like, it's kind of like when you're in a bad relationship. It's like, it doesn't matter how bad they treat you. You just want more of them. So, yeah. <laughs> Neglect me. It's fine. Was that so hashtag why I give stayed? Me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And finally, Netflix's The Witcher is getting a live-action prequel series, says Beth Elderkin at io9. It's a limited series. The Witcher Blood Origin is going to focus on how the worlds of humans and elves and monsters came together. It won't focus on Geralt's story. Um, I'm kind of into this, because part of what I liked about The Witcher, the TV series, was like the cool magic shit and all that kind of stuff, Like I and some of the, the battles and things like that. So I wasn't really super into whatever story they were trying to tell that I didn't follow. Um... So I'm kind of I'm into this. I'm ready for it to happen. Hold on, you didn't watch The Witcher, did you? No, I never finished it. Um, yeah. I just after I watched the show will, that will not be named. I just haven't really gotten back into wanting oh to watch God, TV Mr. again. Mr. Fucking Robot. <laughs> I didn't mention <laughs> it. You said it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our Microsoft Quest log. We've got Halo. On Halo, on Halo. Actually, just two Halos. Halo on Halo. Do you think they ever considered calling Master Chief Halo? 
You think when they made the game, his name was supposed to be Halo? <laughs> He's like, I am the Halo. I am Halo. And we I'm love the Halo. pitch. Uh, Halo's a really stupid name for a character. Can we change it to something else? <laughs> Watch the next Overwatch character be named Halo, and everyone goes fucking crazy for it, though. <laughs> Halo Infinite Developer 343 Industries addresses graphics, multiplayer beta, and microtransactions, says Adam Bankhurst at IGN. A couple of points from the article. Um, 343 community manager, manager John Junizek responded to criticisms on Halo Infinite's visuals. A couple of things. Uh, they uh, The goal of the art style was to kind of make it look a little bit more like the original trilogy, let people know that that's, the, that's what we're going back to, is that feel of Halo in the original trilogy, not necessarily in 4 and 5. Because of that, they wanted kind of cleaner models and objects. Cleaner, not necessarily meaning less detailed, but uh, not as overly complex as they ended up getting. They actually agree with some of the criticisms of the community, and they acknowledge the Digital Foundry article as well. They're like, yep, we read the Digital Foundry article. We agree with some of the things. Surprising to me, though, they did say, they did say that a lot of these things that people brought up, they were surprised by. Or, like, we knew about some of these things going in, and they're on our roadmap. And then they said, then we didn't know about some of these things, some of these concerns. In which case, I say, like, don't you focus test these kind of things? Don't you, like show these at a presentation internally before you even decide to put it externally? No one said a thing about this? <laughs> Phil anyway, like, yeah, just put it up. I don't care what it is. Just put it up there. <laughs> put it in the oh, does event. it have the word Halo on it? Yeah, just ship it. Just ship it. <laughs> and then they finally acknowledge that the demo that we saw was from several weeks ago, and it continues to make progress even though they don't have firm uh, answers or outcomes to share yet. Adam, I would love to get your perspective. As someone who now has an Xbox podcast, I would love to get your perspective on, one, the reveal of Halo Infinite, and then, two, your thoughts on this addressing of the concerns. Uh, I thought it looked uh, interesting. I'm very excited for the game. I'm also not going to judge it based on that, because I thought it looked fine when I watched it originally, especially going back and watching the 4K video on YouTube. I thought it looked, I thought it looked good. I definitely see them. You're right. It, it, the art style seems different. But, again, until that, we, there's months for that game comes out. I can definitely see people having the problems with how it looked. Uh, it wasn't a big deal to me, but I can see where people had the issues. Uh, like I said, I'll give the game time to come out. There'll be updates. I think it'll be fine. I'm just like, is the game fun? Like, I don't care that, oh, there's not a bunch of worms crawling off this guy like in the other <laughs> game. I don't, I don't care about that. Um, I mean, it's good. Honestly, it's good when they people hear feedback and fix the game based on it. That's what you want to hear so i'm optimistic again i'm not going to judge anything until it's in my hands and then i'll shit it on it then if i want to <laughs> <laughs> hold on what are your thoughts um i yeah i mean it I, i'm excited for it still it's nice to acknowledging the criticisms um the cleaner models and all that, there was a post on Reddit that I saw, I'm pretty sure I, I posted it to Twitter as well, where they kind of showed like an updated version of the texture on the gun, and it did look significantly better. So I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what kind of changes they show. Another thing is that I, I don't know if you guys know Review Tech USA. Nope. Sometimes, he's, he's kind of hit or miss sometimes, but he says he talked to someone who works for 343 Industry, and that the the workflow they have for this means that even though this demo is from several weeks ago, it might have been using assets from four months ago. So they are apparently having some issues there, but I don't want to talk too much about that because it's just one person who's saying that. But um, it does make me think, from knowing that about what Review Tech USA said, and then seeing that screenshot of the gun and how much better it looked, 
I'm curious to see like that shot of the um was it the brute that was like close up and looked yeah. just, you know not that great like how much something like that improved like I'm I'm kind of curious to to see that now um yeah I just I honestly just props for them for just coming out and acknowledging it like they were I agree yeah like Adam said like you you want to hear people say hey we know your criticisms and we're looking to fix them that's that's exactly what you want to hear people yeah. say I'm curious to see what it looks like when it finally does come out though. Uh, and when it does, we know now that it will have free-to-play. The multiplayer will be free-to-play, and it will run at up to 120 frames per second, says Tom Warren at The Verge. Uh, there was a <laughs> Smith's Toys Superstores claimed online during a, on a listing that Halo Infinite would support 120 frames per second and have free-to-play multiplayer. It was quickly taken down, but then Microsoft did confirm that, yes, those two things are true. Um, right off the bat, I completely not having our summer games bet fest conversation before I thought about this. I was like, of course it's free to play multiplayer. Why wouldn't it be? Because in order to play multiplayer, you've got to have gold and gold comes with game pass. So like you, and $1 to upgrade. So you would have game pass ultimate already. And then halo infinite is going to be on game pass. So like, the game itself is also going to be quote-unquote free for anyone who would be able to play it online anyway. So, of course, the multiplayer is going to be free to play online. That was my thought process. process. But now knowing that, like, if Xbox Gold is not required to play online and this is still free to play, that could be huge for next-gen without people having to pay for Game Pass in order to play online with people. What do you think? I think it's a good idea. Might as well. I mean, there's so many free-to-play multiplayer games that they're successful because they're free. Um, like, it, it, you're selling a service. It doesn't matter if how many copies of Halo you sell based on the multiplayer. Let everyone play the multiplayer. I like this so much. Let me if I don't even have Game Pass and let me. Yeah, it, I think it opens more doors than it than it closes. So yeah. why not? Like, I don't. I don't think it hurts any. It doesn't hurt anybody. Like the game's already essentially free if you have Game Pass, anyways. So like. Mm-hmm. What's the matter? Yeah, it's also just perfect for Microsoft's narrative of breaking the barriers. Everyone play, plays game together. It's all about the community. And for them to put that behind their big game, like for the for Microsoft's brands, this is like the game. So it's it's a pretty bold move, I think. Because even people who have PC and, and don't have maybe... Um, you know, don't need the Xbox Live Gold to play it on Xbox, like in that kind of scenario. There, like it opens up the door for them as well. It's just, it's this is really massive. Um, it's it's cool. 120 frames per second, though. That first of all explains a lot. Second of all, in terms of like visual fidelity wise, like you had to get frames per second higher. You have to make sure it's not handling as much per frame. Um, but I think in the game like this, I think 120 120 frames per second is probably a good thing, especially in the multiplayer front. Yeah, hundred percent. If it's doing the multiplayer, one hundred twenty frames per second, they, they kind of had them as separate statements. So I'm not sure if it's like one hundred twenty frames in the single player or in both multiplayer and single player. But it would be beneficial in in a multiplayer for sure to have one hundred twenty frames per second. Uh, yeah, I could see sixty for campaign, one twenty for multiplayer, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Especially because multiplayer, you're probably not unless it's like a horde mode or something like that. They've added. It's, you're probably not having a ton of enemies on the screen. A lot going on. You just like. Eight to yeah. sixteen characters. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. The environment's also just a lot smaller. Yeah, 
Uh, this would all, of course, take place on Xbox Series X. You probably wouldn't be able to get anywhere near 120 frames per second on a regular launch Xbox One. Um, and then, of course, your TV has to support it as well, or monitor, whatever you have hooked up to as well. Holden, you yeah. opened your mouth like you want to say something. How does this impact xCloud? Like, going to the whole, like, it's community, it's focusing on everyone. xCloud, what's that going to look like on a PC? Could you tap into play Halo on xCloud? Would that be free as well? Do you need to pay for xCloud somehow or have it incorporated in Game Pass? I don't know. I'm speculating, but, like, that's that one of the questions. Be... Yeah, that's one of the questions I, I asked a couple weeks ago when they announced Game Pass was going to have xCloud built in. I was like, that's really cool, yeah. but like, what about the rest of xCloud? What if anyone else wants to access xCloud? We still don't know how they're going to mm -hmm. do that, whether it's going to cost money. Is it standalone as well? Like, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to impact it yet. Can you imagine literally anyone who just buys a controller having access to play Halo with their friends? Like, How many people who played Halo back in the day and don't have a console now who'd be like, yeah, I'll just grab a controller to play Halo with you guys? That sounds awesome. You don't awesome. have to grab it's a controller. Because xCloud, yeah, like, part of their plan is to make, like, touchscreen controls integrated without the developers having to do anything. But also mouse and keyboard. Like, if you have a PC, you just use mouse and keyboard. Also, you can just put on a helmet and run around and shoot people. Like, <laughs> you don't even have to <laughs> have do a device. <laughs> don't do that part. That's dangerous. That, that could hurt you're people. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's back up one step. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's going to be huge. The fact that it's free to play and then whatever xCloud's implications are. That's cool. Let's move on to something a lot more frustrating. <laughs> our <laughs> our third-party quest log. Uh, we all know how I feel about the Atari VCS console and, and how I absolutely fucking hate it and its existence. <laughs> and I hate anyone who has bought it. Without even knowing who you are, I hate you. Atari VCS, July 2020, Q&A with COO. This comes from Atari VCS on Medium. I like the, this first sentence that you put here in the summary, Holden. In a Q&A with himself, Atari COO Michael Arts <laughs> offers more clarifying details on the Atari VCS, which is set to launch later this fall. We're going to run you through a couple of things, and then we're just going to shit more on this console. So rather than dub it as a retro console or a next-gen console or a traditional console at all, like PlayStation or, Atari, or Xbox, Atari refers to the VCS as a fully functional mini PC that uses the TV. It's a, quote, PC slash console hybrid. It also has a PC mode that lets you run any operating system that you want it on it, including Windows and Chrome OS and Ubuntu and whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, so to me, that says, oh, it's a Steam box. It's a pre-built PC that looks like an Atari, but it's... It's it's exactly what they wanted Steambox to be that never took off. And you could put a SteamOS on there as well and literally use it as a Steambox. Yeah. But here's, here's some more. How does it differ from a traditional console, he asked himself. <laughs> Sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> Being a hybrid PC allows for more versatility and users aren't restricted to what comes in the box. So it, a quote says, quote, instead of focusing on a narrow set of expensive AAA titles, our store will promote games made by smaller studios and treat indie developers like AAA publishers, allowing users to discover some of the really creative work that is more likely to be lost in the mix on larger platforms. To me, that reads, we couldn't get anyone else on board, so we've got a lot of people <laughs> who are indie developers. Sorry, I'm inserting a lot of my own commentary into the facts that I'm reading, but I just can't help it. 
<laughs> Their games won't cost $70 like many titles in the upcoming upcoming generation. They're going to be priced between 3 and 25 uh, They believe that it's a nice complement to current consoles rather than competing with them directly. And then there's another quote. VCS will easily run the vast majority of PC games perfectly well. And for some of the most demanding games, you may need to tweak the video settings down, but they will absolutely be playable. And then finally, the last question says... What are some known or unknown? Or, sorry, some known or popular games we can expect on the Atari VCS at launch? Are any AAA exclusive games in the pipeline for the VCS? And the response was, a hundred classic arcade games, Missile Command Recharged. And once again, they reiterate that it's uh, that indie is their AAA experience. Even though they know that VCS can run many AAA <laughs> PC games, there will be none at the moment in their store. And then the last quote we have, what the Atari VCS game library looks like on day one, day 100, and day 1000 are going to be three very different things. Um, I hate this with every be- fiber of my being. Holden <laughs> thinks it's all a huge joke. Adam, how do you feel about the Atari VCS console? I'm just confused why you're reading a story about the Ouya. That was like eight years ago. <laughs> I don't know why, why we're bringing this up in 2020. That was one of the questions he asked Ouya himself. Is like, how is this? Of dollars. <laughs> uh, Michael asked himself if you know is this similar to other Android-based like devices? And he's like, no, this is much, much more powerful. Like, which means it's a bigger waste of money. <laughs> like, why would <laughs> it's, this is terrible? The one of the there's a few comments that really just made me laugh. One was the seventy dollars. Uh, we're not going to charge $70 like many of the upcoming generation games. Like, no, one one company came out and said they're going to charge $70. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's many of them are, are going that way. Um, I, I thought all things like that where they just tried to, like, make themselves seem like they're in a better position, even though, like, I'm not compelled about like, this, these indie experiences. They've still... <laughs> They're still talking about Missile Command Recharge. What are some great games we can play? Whoa, there's Missile Command Recharge. Everyone can't wait to play Missile Command Recharge. It's just... And I still don't know what this thing is. I don't know what I'm using in fall when it comes out. Sorry, I kind of took over. Matt in the Twitch chat says he wants to burn the VCS to the ground. And he says, go to the Indiegogo page and look at the comments. It's apparently good content. I, I'm there uh, right now. I'm yeah, load that up for me real quick. Bring that up. I want to hear some of these things for sure. This thing is still launching. I'm surprised that this is still launching and they're still committing to it. It's, what is it, March of next year that's shipping? Or no, no, it's the end of the year. It's People fall. are starting to get them yeah. in October. Oh, my God. And then so also the fact that the thing doesn't like come with a controller. Like, YouTube video. You pay hundreds of dollars for this thing and it doesn't come with a controller. It's so stupid. And then you can you can put it into PC, PC mode and install another <laughs> operating system on it, but you still got to pay for the Windows license to put onto it. This is... Read me some of these things, Holden. Read me. Sorry. No, one person just linked to a YouTube video, and it's like Team Fortress 2 and a character bringing over the Atari VCS. to. So I don't have the audio for it. I can't hear what they're saying. But like one of the characters in Team Fortress 2 brings the Atari VCS to another character in Team Fortress 2, and he looks all like surprised, like, oh, why did you bring this to my house? And <laughs> That's just in the comments of Atari VCS here. <laughs> and so many other ones are just like, hey, I can't get my address updated. Can someone help me get my address updated? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm extremely curious. We've been following the story for a while now. I'm extremely curious what happens in the fall. Like how like what they say when no one buys this. 
Hey, yeah, these comments are wild. Two ninety nine for the collector's edition? Idiot. Wasted your money. <laughs> awesome update. What a good comment. Love it. <laughs> oh, my God. And then the, the crazy thing, too, is that the, the 100 classic arcade games he's talking about that will be there at launch... That's not a game that like you pay three bucks for. That's a hundred dollar subscription service from a third party. That's not even like it's Atari games from a third party. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It makes me angry. I have to move on. Let's talk about the Marvel's Avengers War Table <laughs> gameplay live stream that happened last Wait, week. Okay, I have to read this. Too. This is so funny to me. This one person says Atari the thirty two gigabytes of RAM was thought to be the max because of the VCS Crystal Ghost unit on display. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> and then it says. And he's, if 120 gigabytes of RAM is being used and then tested, 64 gigabytes of RAM seems like a sure thing. And then Atari responded to him and said, what? Backers jumping to conclusions based on circumstantial evidence. We don't believe you. I'm so confused right now. What is that exchange? I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> it's all it's all a joke. But the, the Marvel's Avengers War Table gameplay was not a joke. This actually got me... It made me believe in the game again. I'm always, I've always was going to buy it, I was always going to play it, and I was always going to enjoy it, but I wasn't always going to have fun with it. <laughs> now I actually do believe that I'm going to have fun with it as well. They announced a ton of things that are coming in the beta, which starts this week on the 7th if you pre-ordered it on PS4, next week if you are on PS4 and you didn't pre-order it, and then the following week as well on everything <clears> open. Um, you can also get it on Xbox and PC next week as well uh, if you pre-ordered it. So, a couple of things about the beta. The beta is going to be huge, it sounds like, from what they showed off. You're going to get to play the Golden Gate Bridge intro that kind of introduces you to all the characters. You get to see what happens on A-Day. Uh, and then after that, you're going to get access to a few different hero missions. It looks like we're going to focus a lot on Hulk and Miss um, um, Marvel in the, first, in the beta in those single-player missions. And then after those missions, you're going to get to open up to some of the more multiplayer content, like the harm rooms, which is hologram, whatever, 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 fuck. They're basically training rooms. War zones, which are like the, um, the kind of group activity things, and then drop zones, which I've already forgotten what they are. But sounds like cool content. But they're great. They're awesome. The beta is going to have a lot of progression built in, similar to the main game. So there's going to like you're going to be able to see how different stats might level up. You're going to have skill trees. Although there's going to be more available in the main game as well. Uh, your equipment's going to be able to be leveled up. Uh, and then they also revealed that there will be parts of the multiplayer stuff, like war zones, where you can play with groups of companion AI instead of up to four actual players. And the cool thing about it is the companion AI will be based on the characters that you've leveled up and the play style that you've developed with them. So if I have an Iron Man that's all like going towards the Hulkbuster route and is all about you know, power over maybe speed or something like that, that's the Iron Man that's going to be joining me as an ally rather than someone else's who might focus on something different. There's going to be 20 total missions throughout the beta, which sounds like a, a ton for a beta. A couple of things that were also announced, they are bringing Hawkeye as the first DLC character, uh, has a unique story arc as well. It's playable alone and with friends, which makes it unique from the regular content. It, they made it sound like he was the first one coming, even though I swear when they announced the or when they showed off the game a year and a half ago at E3, they also talked about adding Ant Man, but he was nowhere mentioned in this at all. And in fact, on the like future characters, it showed Hawkeye symbol and then three question marks. And then finally, they said after you take care of Modok and your 
Miss Marvel gathers all the Avengers and you finish the story, you then become part of the Avengers Initiative, where it's basically post-game content where you guys are just fighting threats all over the, the universe and it will keep going and evolve over time as well. This got me real hyped on it. The one thing I don't know about this yet, and they, they didn't really answer on this, is the progression that happens in the beta. Does that carry over to the real game? I had the same question, yeah. I kept waiting for them to say that because it seemed natural after 20 missions, which sounds like a lot of gameplay content you would want it to carry over. Yeah, if if I play through the intro of this game, level up my characters, I customize and progress them in the way that I want to, and I have like all this stuff, and then I, I, could, I could see myself easily dropping 20, 30 hours into the beta of this thing. And then if I get to launch day a month later and I have to redo all of that again, it's like, that's going to suck. I'll do mm-hmm. it, but it's going to suck. <laughs> uh, Holden, I know you've traditionally been super down on this game. Did you watch this presentation at all? And does I, it make you... I did. Does it make you more prone to try it? So I didn't know that there's going to be an all-access open beta, which means I don't have to pre-order this game to try the beta. Correct. August 14th, baby. Two, uh, I think it's the week, I think it's the 21st, I thought. Okay, either way, you guys yeah, on go PS4, first. it's on so the 14th. Like, Everywhere else is the 21st. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how you guys feel about it. I'll give it a try because it's free. Why not? But I wouldn't say I'm like more hyped than before. It's like, oh, more content of a game that I'm not interested. But in. But did it so. look fun to you? Like, did what they show off look fun? It looked fun for a few minutes, and I don't see the longevity in okay. me enjoying this game. But I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. Adam, we'll what's see. your temperature read on on the Marvel's game, Marvel Avengers game? So this is a game that I want to love because I love Crystal Dynamics, and I want to give them a chance on anything that they make. Uh, when they first showed it, I was like, "Boy, let me tell you what I don't give a shit about." My co-host, <laughs> my co-host is very excited for it, so I'm definitely willing to try out the beta because I want to like it. I just whenever I watch it, I'm just like, I don't know what this game is, and the way they show the gear and the progression, like this is just Destiny. Um, which I guess is fine, but not the kind of game that I want to play. I don't know. Like, I'll play the beta, and I'll try it out, because, again, it's something I want to enjoy. So um, it does look interesting for sure. It's just like I don't know. I need to know what the game progression is. I need to know what I'm going to be doing for X amount of hours, uh, and I guess the beta will help me figure that out. So, yeah, I'm more than willing to try it out, and I I'm, I'm hope to God I like it. Yeah, I'm. I we all know I'm super into it. Mostly just because I can't wait to fucking play as my favorite superheroes. That would be super cool. Speaking of favorite superheroes, my favorite is Spider Man. And there is a report that says Marvel's Avengers PS4 players can play as Spider Man. Says Zermanicon from PlayStation Lifestyle. UK retailer Base.com has claimed that the Avenger on the Avengers product page that Spider Man would be playable exclusively on PlayStation. It has since been removed, but there's an archive version because the internet. Um, that would be so cool. It would totally make sense with all of Sony's like licensing for the movies, having uh, ownership over that character in a bunch of different platforms, and the fact that Spider-Man the game is on PS4 only. I hope to God that's true. I would freak out if it was on launch as well. If I, I would only play as Spider-Man. I would play as no one else, uh, except for the story <laughs> missions, and then I would not play those story missions. Uh, <laughs> so yes can you tell that i'm excited for this game i really really want this game i want to like this game which also means matt and dallas i know that you're listening right now we have to beat everything in destiny in the next month because when this game comes out it is going to take all of our attention away and destiny all of that shit goes away november 10th 
The power is yours. All right. I don't believe the rumor, though. I don't know. I feel like they would have announced it already. Unless it's going to be like next year or something like that. But if it's for launch, I feel like it would have been announced. I don't Mm. know. I think the character makes sense, but you're right. Them not saying anything about it and it's about to come out, it's weird. But I wouldn't be shocked because they own Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. To um, to add fuel to your end of the fire, on base.com, and when you actually look up the website and the, the sentence describing it, Spider-Man, yeah. man is lowercase, not capital, like the actual property should be. Which means it could just be somebody who is not knowing anything, putting bullshit out it, in the world. It's a random sentence too. It doesn't seem like it was phrased by a PR team or something like that. Like it's yeah. just like Spider Man's going to be in. It's it's going to be in the game. It just doesn't feel right. Don't shit on my dreams. Don't shit on my dreams. <laughs> Before we talk about our main quest, which is all about all the five PS Five rumors that are going to rock your world, number four will surprise you. I want to tell you about Affable Idiots. (laughs) Affable Idiots is, of course, our brand under which we fall, along with other content like AAWY and also with you, uh, which is a ton of fun. We just recorded our first episode back after a two-week hiatus on that. It was a ton of fun. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, just remembered a moment that happened from it, and it was great. You should watch it on Thursday. Uh, We have a ton of other things that we want to be doing, but before we can do that, we need your support. Uh, video is just the first step, but we have tons of stuff. The first and freest thing you can do is just go to YouTube right now and hit subscribe on our channels, whether it's Responding Fire or AAWI or Affable Idiots. All three of them have shit coming your way in the future, and all three of them need your support. So do it. You can go to the little podcast description. I put links to all three of them in there. And then finally, you can also go to your podcast service of choice. Give us five stars. If you're going to give us four stars, you might as well just lock yourself in a refrigerator and stop breathing. But if you want to do five stars, you don't have to own a refrigerator at all. I will deliver your food to you, cold and fresh and cooked, whatever you want. And then finally, you can go cold to Patreon. and cooked, cold and cooked, like gazpacho. I don't. If you showed me a picture of gazpacho, I wouldn't be able to tell you what it is. But I know it's something cold and cooked. <laughs> you can also finally, if you'd like to support us monetarily, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/respawnaimfire. What does that get you, Holden? I'm glad you asked me, Chad. This is my Holden voice. It lets you play with us on game nights on Thursday nights. Yes, it does. What are we playing this week, Holden? We're playing fucking Fall Guys because it's free on PS Plus. I can't wait. That's amazing. I know. And then you can also get cool wallpapers. This month's I agreed is- to that. <laughs> you did. Uh, uh, last month's wallpaper is a little late. Obviously, it's August right now, and I haven't put it out. It's coming. Get off my sack. And then finally, you get to vote on what we play for Barf. Now, Holden, yes, Holden, we did a poll about Barf, our backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends game. The people voted, and they did not vote for Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. What did they vote for no, instead? Resident Evil 4. That's right. August, I'm surprised we are playing that Resident I, you Evil had me 4. say that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil 4. So play that in the month of August. We, will, uh, we already have a ton of people who are asking to be on the show to talk about it. Uh, so at the end of the month, we'll all talk about our experience with it. You don't have to be, again, you don't have to be a patron to play it. You can play what you're a person on the planet who has access to their own funds, and you can do whatever you want with them. So please play along with us. Send us your thoughts at the end of the month. We will read them and talk about them. That's it for Affable Idiots. Let's move on to our main quest. 
Five rumors for PS5 this week that are gonna blow your freaking mind. Uh, I want to let's just let's go through these one at a time. I know sometimes for these main quests we like let's talk through everything and then go back and actually comment about it. But I want to do these one at a time. Number one, Adam, you've hinted at this already this month or this <laughs> podcast as well. Rumors, <laughs> rumors mount that Sony <laughs> will reveal PS5 price this month. Says Zermenicon at PlayStation Lifestyle. On the kind of funny games cast, game game it is games plural cast. Imran Khan said that both is Sony and Microsoft know they both have to discuss hardware pricing and availability in August. Imran Khan, formerly of Game Informer, uh, is a person that knows a lot about the inside of things. People trust him with a lot of information. So I would say that if he knows anything about this, he's a, he's a trustworthy source. I'm personally I'm ready for it. I'm ready to secure my copy. I now that I know I'm going to be living in November, I'm ready to order and place it to go to that address. I I am just I'm to the point now where if I don't have one on day one, I will die, and I'd like to know that I can live through the end of the year. What about you guys? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want both of them to get off their respective asses and give me a price in a day. That's why I don't care. Just get it done. Yep. And even if That's they it. announce a price and I pre-order it and then the other one announces the price and I'm like, fuck, they undercut us. I'm going to announce a new price. I'm like, I don't care. As long as I got it reserved, that's fine. I just want a copy. I don't, I don't care what you charge for it, to be honest with you. Yeah. $2,000? You're cool with that? Whatever. I'll reserve it. I won't pay for it, but I'll at least have a copy I'll put reserved. my $5 down at GameStop. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for this. Uh, yeah. I'm ready for this as well. I feel like I feel like they've been playing chicken this whole time, and now they're like, "Dude, it's August. We got to say something." So I think this. I feel like we have no idea who's going to announce it first. It's just going to happen whenever it happens. They do a tweet or just announce it. I'm fine with that. I just kind of want to know. I'm getting antsy to know at this point. So like a tweet would suffice. It's to the like, point tweet, now where like I don't, retailers they've got to know how much stock to order based on pre-orders and things like. Like it is getting close. We are like three months away, probably. <laughs> Excuse me. We gotta know. Yeah. Can you show me? Number two. The best is yet to come. PS5 rumors. Details leak about PlayStation 5 system level feature called Activities, says Brett Mekadonsky at Destructoid. This is uh, information that apparently leaked thanks to a Game Reactor article, which has since been taken down. In the article, the developer of WRC9 made a point to call out specifically for the PS5 and Xbox Series X version, uh, sorry, for the PS5 version, that there would be something called an activities feature, which would allow players to jump into certain races or parts of the game right from the home screen without needing to initially launch the game before jumping into a certain save point. Um, so that feature is something that we also might see soon when the PS5 UI is apparently revealed. This is kind of a, a little half rumor thrown in there that... There's a new part of the system of the dev kits that is coming up and being released in a few weeks called Retail Mode so that developers can see what their game would look like in the actual PS5 UI. Uh, and assuming that they don't want it to leak, we assume that we're going to see it publicly before developers get their hands on it. So this new activities feature might actually be a real thing that we see very soon. I didn't quite fully grasp what activities was from the sentence or from the article itself, but I imagine it could be from kind of what I got from it is like putting it in context of destiny rather than me having to say, load destiny, hit X on the screen, pick the character I want, go to the tower. Like I could just say, 
oh, Matt's playing a contact event on Titan. And I could just say, jump in there. And it would just pick whatever my character I was already using and bypass all of that other loading shit that it doesn't need to load before I get there and just go straight to Titan. That's kind of what I saw it as being. What about you guys? That's that's what I took it as as well. Like, let's say you open up Call of Duty. It's going to say, hey, do you want to jump into zombies? Do you want to jump into Warzone? Do you want to jump into single player, regular multiplayer? You can kind of just jump into one of those things immediately as opposed to waiting. And they've kind of said this already, too. There's a point where they, like, Mark Cerny said something, I can't remember if it was last year or not, where, like, on the home screen, you'll be able to, we'll have a similar layout, but we can do more things. And we'll talk about that later on. And this sounds like what he might have been referring to. It would make sense. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a cool feature. Kind of reminds me of that uh, that Stadia thing where it's like, oh, you're watching someone, you click a button, and you can start playing where they're at. Mm-hmm. I don't right. know if that ever happened because I don't. That's a a thing I'll never use in my life. But <laughs> yep. it didn't. It didn't happen. I like the idea of like just like for the racing game. It's like, oh, this is like a really popular you know Grand Prix race that everyone likes. Just click the button and you play this specifically, and we're done. Yeah, that I like that idea. It's really nice. And from what it sounds like, it's something that developers can kind of program in, like what kinds of activities do you want people to quickly be able to jump into, um, so you can customize that per game. Yeah. This next one I'm really excited for. This is maybe my favorite rumor of all, which is why we're going to skip it. Just kidding. We're going to talk about it right now. Leaked images suggest PS5 features customizable faceplate options. I did a lot of real-time translating into what I think the headline should have said. Says Dennis Patrick at Game Ranks. Uh, There are some leaked images of what appears to be the side of a, uh, a PS5 console taken off. And rather than having like a bunch of screws and shit to keep it on there and, and keep people from accidentally taking it off or making it easily removable, it seems to just have a bunch of plastic clips on it, which leads us to believe that perhaps maybe similar to the Xbox 360 faceplate type thing, or even on the OG PS4 where they wanted you to be able to easily like swap out parts of the, the faceplate too, that you might be able to take off the sides of the PS5 console and put on customized versions of those as well. Now for me... I'm super excited about this because I always get a console right at launch and then I see all the other special editions and I'm like, fuck, that looks so cool. I want that instead. But I spent $400 on this thing and I can't justify spending another $400 on it. But if I can buy $20 or $30 face plates that I can swap out on demand, that would be super cool and it would allow me to have be able to celebrate whatever new game is coming out without having to invest an entire new console. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of one of two things. Either, like you said, cool faceplates and swap them out. Or, remember that Switch leak of the controller slash console? Yeah. That was completely fake and was not a real thing at all? The one you could, like, build, like, joy, like uh, get GameCube Joy-Cons on it and that kind of stuff? I know that it was just a glass screen completely. Remember oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Somebody went through so a lot either, of work making that Photoshop down. <laughs> yeah, either that picture is completely <laughs> fake or I could buy a cool faceplate. Yeah, the the validity of the picture, of course, is questionable. But, God, it would be so mm-hmm. cool. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I like special edition consoles. So if someone gave me this option, I would not be upset about it. Yeah, I think it makes sense with the customizations options. Also, it's kind of the cool thing about Switch is that I can just take off the Joy-Cons and have different color Joy-Cons and switch them out. I kind of feel like I have a new console when I put new Joy-Cons on it, and that's kind of exciting. I feel like Nintendo had a missed opportunity, though, where 
yeah, there are limited edition Joy-Cons, but they're usually sold with a limited edition Switch. Right. It'd be much cooler if they just released limited edition Joy-Cons, because more people would buy those than I think would buy a limited edition Switch. Like maybe the limited edition Switch just because a normal Switch and those special Joy-Cons for people who don't already have a Switch. But I feel like this would be massive, like when Horizon uh, Forbidden West comes out. If like you could get a special plate with a pre-order of um, Horizon, or like the collector's edition comes with special plates for your PS5, I think it'd be really dope. One thing though is that if again, like if this is a real image, um, the hook system seems weird. I think it, like is that going to be a pain in the ass to line up like thirty fucking hooks on on that and line and like clip it in place, like. I don't know. I mean, it could be really smooth, like Joy-Cons. That, I thought that could be a little bit of a nuisance. That turned out to be really smooth and not a problem at all. So maybe this is going to be a problem, but it looks like it's going to be a fucking problem. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. I hope it's real. Also, can we talk for a moment just about how disgusting that shade of green is for their floor? Who paints their floor <laughs> that color? A Photoshop. You're right. You're right. God, what was I thinking? Number four or if they drop a screw you. or something, it may be easier to see on the green maybe. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Number four rumor says Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS5 may include remaster of the original PS4 title. Says Logan Moore at DualShockers. The following quote was found in the latest issue of Game Informer. So this has some validity to it. Quote, Miles Morales isn't a traditional sequel since it comes bundled with a remastered version of Insomniac's Spider-Man that takes full advantage of the PS5 hardware. You think this is real? Let me tell you real quick. I don't want to step over Holden here. How fucking upset this makes me. When they first announced Miles Morales, I was like, cool, awesome. Is this a sequel? No, it's a, it's a standalone expansion. I'm like, okay, that's still cool. Uh, they must be making a remaster of uh, Spider-Man PS4. And they're like, no, it's just an expansion. Now they're like, oh, hey, Spider-Man PS4. Come on. What are we doing here, guys? I would love for that to be. I just wish they would tell me. I got so confused with Miles Morales. I'm very excited yeah. for that game. But the messaging on that was awful. I was like, what is this? And it was contradictory, too. Uh, Yeah, like one person said this. Like, actually, the head of Sony doesn't know what he's talking about. This guy knows (laughs) what he's talking about. I'm like, I I don't know, guys. Just let me know so I can play the (laughs) Spider-Man. I 100% agree. Because it's so weird that we've seen more footage of Horizon Forbidden West and Ratchet & Clank adrift, uh, Adrift Apart, or whatever it's called, than the game that's actually launching on the console in a few months it's really bizarre to me. I don't know why this is the case. And this is kind of, as a confusion, like, yeah, this quote's from Game Informer, but is this them misquoting the confusion from before, or is this legitimate and they've gotten the clarification on it? I feel like this would make sense because just about every time we heard about the SSD and how great the SSD was from like leaked pictures and stuff at like some sort of presentation somebody was doing, it was always. Um, Spider-Man running on the SSD they were showing off every single time. So clearly they've been doing some testing with Spider-Man on PS5. Why not touch it up and all that kind of stuff as well? They might have been doing the same time and figured, oh, we can use this to demo. Um, So it it would make sense. But to Adam's point, like, just fucking say it. Like, holy shit. That's our launch game. We know more about Halo Infinite now. A lot more. Basically, we had 100% more about Halo Infinite than we do about <laughs> Miles Morales. That's it. Yeah. So they need to start talking about this game. And I'm, I'm sure in the August event that's been rumored, 
It's, um, been, it's rumored for like mm-hmm. this Thursday or something like that. So we'll see if that actually comes yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, I think this is real just because it's a way for them to charge $60 for this game at launch. Like if we know it's mm-hmm. an expansion the size of like First Light or even a little bit longer like Lost Legacy, um, it, those traditionally come in at like 30 bucks or 40 bucks. So if they include an entire full remastered Spider-Man, that's an excuse for them to say, yep, both of these together for $60 full price AAA game. I missed the last part you just said, but sixty bucks for um, the whole game discount if you already own Spider Man. Oh no, probably not. I doubt that they would they would have that option or ability in there. Although I would Those pay for bastards. it, bastards. I would pay for it again. That game was so good. I don't think I would. I'm good. I know you wouldn't. You heathen. I would try Miles Morales if it was standalone. I can get that separately. I would do that because I'm more interested in what his abilities are going to be. I don't need to see Peter Parker again. I, I, I know all about Peter Parker. There have been three of them in my lifetime. I know all about Peter Parker. No, four now. Good. He doesn't count. That's no. I'm good. I don't need the Which Peter one Parker. doesn't count? The Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man video game. Yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. Other oh ones God. are better. Chris oh Pine and Even Jake Johnson? E- Jake Johnson? There's, you've had so many Peter Parkers in your lifetime. You've had like 12 if you count into the Spider-Verse. Spider Verse okay. had two Peter Parkers. Yeah, that's right. That's that's a good point there. Yeah, but I think of Miles Morales when I think of Into the Spider Verse. Like again, like forget about those Peter Parkers. The only the only Peter Parkers are Tobey Maguire, uh, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. And out of the three, it's Tom Holland. Oh, Tobey Maguire, a forty year old man playing a sixteen year old. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite gifts I've been using in the last month is the Spider Man three one with his emo haircut, and he just like tosses his hair a little bit. <laughs> I just use that a lot. <laughs> that movie was pretty bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Finally, rumor five of five. We saved the best till last. A PS5 killer unannounced feature may have been revealed in PlayStation patent, says Laddie Simcoe at DualShockers. <clears throat> a new Sony patent describes the ability to share save states with your friends, a feature was, which has been rumored and hinted at for several months. Holden, tell us a little bit more about this. Yeah, this is actually very similar to Stadia and saying like, hey, this part of the game was really great. You should send it off and you can play the game um, and like play that moment of that game. Uh, this makes sense, again, kind of based on things that they have said in the past with it's not the share button, it's the create button now. And there's going to be more things you can do. And the SSD allows for instant access to stuff. Like I can totally see them being like, hey, you can share like moments of a game that, that someone already has installed on their PS5. So if we all really like Last of Us Part 3 and you're like, dude, this is the scenario. I was playing as... I won't say any characters' names in case someone has to play Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> Does, yeah. You're playing. Well, you're playing as Joel. We'll just say that. You're playing as uh, as Joel from Last of Us Part One, and the it's like a Last of Us Part One. You're playing that on PS5, and you can say, "Hey, clip this moment of the game here. I did this, and I only had two bullets and a brick. See if you can do it as well." Kind of thing. Like I can totally see those kind of things happening in a cre- with that create button. So I believe this one. I love that you, for like just a random demo of like a hypothetical, you chose the most story heavy, spoiler worthy game. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. And I saved it really badly. <laughs> um, I, I've seen, I don't, I don't know if I would call them rumors or more like use cases um, or thoughts around this 
where people are saying that you might not even have to have the full game installed. Like people could share like a, a spot in a level or something like that, and you might be able to load up just that part of the game and play just that level really quickly. Kind like of almost like when... Exactly, that's what I was going to kind of amount it to. Like the iOS 14 app clips that they showed off at WWDC for iPhone, where you could like go rent a scooter on the sidewalk and you just put your phone next to it and it just downloads the 10 megabyte version in order to do that. And that's kind of what people have, have been saying maybe around this feature as well, which would be cool. I mean, I don't know, like, what could happen, though, with people saying, yeah, uh, you don't have to buy the game, don't worry, I'll just send you so many clips that you won't have to play this game. I don't know. I'm sure they've got, I'm sure they've yeah. thought of that, Hold on. I'm sure they have some kind of workaround. Well, they could I don't know, be, it like, also might not even be blocking real. off certain portions of the game from doing it. So when you get to spoilery sections of a game exactly. that I may or may not have spoiled earlier, don't go back and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly like where, say, where like, you hey, can't we're take this picture, pictures or recordings of a game like they've they've implemented that technology into like Final Fantasy 7 Remake the whole last chapter of the game you can't take pictures oh uh, I didn't know that very cool yeah which was the fucking most amazing chapter of that game and you'll never see it you'll never see it <laughs> that's it for our PlayStation 5 rumors main quest segment of all time greatest hits I'm ready for PlayStation 5. I think you guys have both expressed that you are very much ready for PlayStation 5, but it's not coming anytime in the next few months. You know what is coming, though? Game on Game Show. The Game on our Game Show, we play a game called Game On, and we play a game on our Game Show. Game, 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 game. We've got another round of video game Would You Rather this week, where we talk about three Would You Rather segments that all have to do something with video games and figure out which is the one you'd rather do? We don't have to come to a consensus or a unanimous decision. I just want to throw the conversation topic out there. So I've got three things here. I'm going to start, again, tame, and then kind of get a little weird and wacky. But let's start by saying, would you rather play Snake, a little poop-poop-poop game, don't eat yourself, from a first-person perspective, or play the original Donkey Kong game, the... Mario jumping up the things through the barrels from a top-down perspective, meaning from above Donkey Kong's head looking down. Snake uh, from first person. What? Donkey Kong from top-down. Donkey Kong from top-down is literally impossible because you're just looking at the very top level of the iron grate, right? <laughs> but they're great, so you can kind of see down. through them a little bit. Nah, dog. I'm playing Snake first person. Can't wait to bite my tail in first person. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like they're both impossible games. <laughs> like Snake, you can't see wherever the next dot is if your body's blocking it at all, so you don't know where the fuck to go anyway. Oh. Or actually, you think Snake in first person is just the light cycles from Tron. Boom. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's true. But if we're playing by the rules of Donkey Kong, it's going to be looking through greats. It's got to be exactly the same as Snake, which means just dots. At least that would be terrible because it's like, oh, I found a dot. Nope, that was my tail. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so it's like, do I want to not know if I'm eating something or do I want to look through a grate? And <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take Donkey Kong. I'll play Donkey Kong top down. I'm bad at it anyway, so I really it wouldn't be that much different. Yeah. I feel like I could probably I could probably fake my way through Snake from first person than I, better than I could play Donkey Kong because right I'm terrible at Donkey Kong that game I just can't even make it past first level because I'm terrible at it and it's the worst level in the Smash Bros stages that fucking Donkey yes. Kong level is horrendous 
Imagine playing that top down. Impossible. Nope. Get out of here with that. Next up, would you rather... Let's see this one. Yeah, would you rather fast travel anywhere you've been before, but then you have to walk or row, if it's going to be overseas, to anywhere that you haven't been yet? Or would you rather have a magic box that lets you craft any item that you want, but you have to manually gather all the raw materials? For example, if you want to make a cool new shirt or jacket, you have to go find all of the cotton and whatever polyester comes from and put it in the box and then say, boop, new shirt. So the first one again was I can fast travel anywhere, but I have to walk to that location or like you have to have discovered it by being there. So yes, it, let's say for instance I want to go to Disney World. Great, I can fast travel to Disney World right now. I want to go to Tokyo. I've never been there. I have to manually row to Tokyo before I'm allowed to go to fast travel there. Okay, Disneyland though, like for me, I would fly to Disneyland. I haven't been to Disneyland, but hypothetically, you cannot you cannot fly or drive anywhere. You have to. walk. Okay, yeah. So even been there. Okay, so I have to have walked there. Can't even drive. Can't even drive. You've no bicycles, no wait, skateboards, no rollerblades. Have you walked to Disneyland before? No, but I've been to you Disneyland said you could. before. Any, starting right now, anywhere you've ever been, you are allowed to fast travel there. Oh, okay. All right. And I then going that forward, okay. if you want to go somewhere new, you have to walk there or row there. I like this idea a lot. However, it'd be really cool to just warp to places across the Atlantic or Pacific, uh, Pacific Ocean. I have to canoe across the like Atlantic Ocean to fast travel there. Or you could go to the Natural That's... Land Bridge. <laughs> the Natural Land Bridge. Um, I'll go to Sarah Palin's house and I can just look over to Russia and just walk <laughs> yes. over there. Um, I'm still gonna go for that one because it doesn't interfere. Like if I wanted to go to Europe, I can still just fly there. I just can't fast travel there later on. That's the only thing. So, like, I can still go there. It doesn't impede anything there. But I feel like that box would be really cool, but I would get super annoyed with having to, like, oh, fuck, got to go to the forest and get some leaves, and this requires plastic, so let me get some water bottles. Like, <laughs> it, that, could get, that could get really annoying. But imagine being like, man, I would really love a new car. And just put a bunch of metal shavings and shit in there, some leather, go kill a deer, grab its hide, throw it in there, and then... Yeah, but what's the build quality? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's the warranty? Do I have to, like, craft my own replacement parts? The box doesn't have a warranty. Like, oh, shit, my car's broken. I got to go get some metal shavings. And my boss (laughs) like, that's the worst excuse I've ever heard. You're fired. (laughs) Uh, So with the teleportation, you said you can't use a car? Right. You have to walk. You have to walk. So even if I wanted to drive down to the store, I can't. If you've been to that store, you will fast travel to the store instead. Okay, well, for my job, I literally can't do that because uh, I have to drive for my job. So ah. here's, a, here's, a, here's a fun one. This is going to break the rules, and this is absolute BS. Okay. I'm going to take the creation box, and I'm going to create something that's made up. So I'm just going to put whatever materials I feel are good enough because <laughs> the rules are so loose. I'm going to be like two bananas, uh, a six-sided <laughs> dice, and a spring from a from an Oldsmobile, and oh, a teleportation device came out. Look at that! I have both. Oh, there you go. There you go. You just stew pickles your way out of that. Would you rather? <laughs> no deals here. Oh man, uh, Adam convinced me. I'm going with the box. Nope, you already said teleportation. We're both. I can box. change my mind. <laughs> I can change my mind. I'm going box. 
<laughs> All right, perfect. Last, would you rather? <clears throat> would you rather play Microsoft Flight Simulator as the co-pilot <laughs> to Harrison Ford or play an open-world RPG where every quest is to safely escort Sean Bean somewhere? <laughs> if you aren't familiar, Harrison Ford has crash-landed more airplanes than he has successfully landed. And Sean Bean <laughs> dies in everything that he's in. <laughs> I thought that was a reference to Air Force One. <laughs> no, it's a reference to him literally still being allowed to fly planes, and he always crashes them. <laughs> he still has a pilot's license somehow. And then what's the second one again? Uh, basically, you're in an RPG. You play an open-world RPG, and everything is an escort mission with Sean Bean. I mean, with him. It sounds cool. Yeah, but he dies in everything that he's in. Except for I don't know name. if I can you just spoil I mean I spoiled a little bit of Last of Us. You spoiled everything he's ever been in. So. <laughs> um you know, but I don't die. If he dies, I don't die, so that's fine. But if he dies, the first mission, escort mission, the mission. he dies. Oh, I see, oh I see what you're saying. Ah, I get it now. I get it now. You never get anything done. But you also would never fly anywhere if he had here's word. I get where you're going with this now. I understand. Yeah. Uh-huh. And again, the stakes are not your life. This is not real life. You're playing games. You're playing a video game with Harrison Ford controlling the plane. Or you're playing a video game where Sean Bean will fuck up your progress all the time. You know, in that case, actually, the Sean Bean game could actually be a really funny game to play. Like, what new imaginative way will he die this time if I try something different to save him? And it's the same escort mission to keep failing over and over again. That could get interesting. We could make a roguelike game where the mechanic is all just based around how far into the dungeon Sean Bean dies. And then you start back over with a different Sean Bean and you try new things and Sean Bean is... That's... How has no one made a Sean Bean roguelike yet? <laughs> Hold on. I think Hollywood did. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood that's so meta. Did. Yep, there you go. <laughs> uh... I'm going to go... By the way, he doesn't die in Percy Jackson. Just random fact, he's Zeus in that movie. Anyways. Uh, you guys spoil everything. I haven't spoiled anything this entire time. <laughs> he's literally I in the first gracefully the danced around The Last of Us spoilers. <laughs> yes, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. That hot that hot video game I'm spoiling in 2020. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go flight simulator with Harrison Ford, because maybe he'll do some Air Force One lines. Like, Get off my plane, or whatever. And even though he always crashes, he never dies because Harrison Ford's still with us. So that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, I would play. I would play the open world RPG with Sean Bean dying all the time, just because, like, Flight Simulator seems so boring to me, especially as a co-pilot. And then to like have the only exciting thing be us losing and crashing. (laughs) (laughs) Not into it. Uh, that's it for Would You Rather. That's it for Game on Game Show. And that is it for episode 172 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Adam, for coming on our show. It has been a pleasure to be back with you again. Um, I would love to give you an opportunity, in case anyone missed the beginning of the show, but they're catching the end. Where can people find you, and what do you do? Well, thanks for having me on again, guys, as always. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at Adam Gumby, where I do Xbox Quests, an Xbox podcast, East Coast Games, a general gaming podcast, and I Will Miss It Rolls, a D&D podcast where we play bad guys. It's like Suicide Squad, but less Jared Leto, and it's better. What, are we like a Suicide Squad? <laughs> we, someone said that line in, in a game, and it was really good. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 
So yes, everyone, please go check out that content. Go follow them on Twitter. Go give them all the great reviews on your podcast services. Uh, and then finally, the last couple of reminders, patreon.com slash fire this week. We are playing Fall Guys, and it's going to be a blast. And if you're not there, you lost. You lost at life. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, the month of August, we are playing Resident Evil 4. You can play that on literally any system that you can play Skyrim on. And uh, I don't know if that's true, but I think it's probably true now. So yeah, play Resident Evil 4. Tell us at the end of the month your thoughts on it. And that's it. Until next week. Here's our usual sign-off. <laughs> That's it. <laughs>